Good morning, Oakwood. Glad you guys all came out this morning. Glad to see you here. Um, my, my family is here today. Glad to have them back in church. So, um, Glad to see so many faces here today. It's, uh, it's such a pleasure to actually see people. You know, when, uh, when we weren't coming in, I had a meeting at church. And I came into the church building, and just to be around people of the church, I just felt better going to the meeting just being around the men here. So if you don't know me, my name's Bruce Paris, and I'm one of the, uh, the elders here. And um, I've been coming to Oakwood since 1991. And uh, a family here at Oakwood invited my daughter Danielle to church, uh, the Shields family. They, they invited her to church. She was in, in preschool at the time. And the following week, Terry Shields calls my house and says, Bruce, would you like to join us? And of course, I took his invitation, and I, I joined them in uh, he meets me at the door to church the first time I came through the church, and uh, of course, he introduces me to Pastor Bob. Little did I know what a change my life was going to make by that simple introduction. And so when I came in, I, I met Pastor Bob, and uh, I just felt welcomed. I, I don't know if you, if you know Pastor Bob, you met Pastor Bob, he just has a way of making you feel welcomed. So I come in the door here, and, uh, and my life was at a strange place at that time. And, uh, and little did I know, uh, <clears throat> my life was about to fall apart. Uh, excuse me, um, I was told that if you get emotional, that if you just bite your lip, that'll help you control those emotions. So if you see blood running down the side of my face, don't worry, I'm just controlling my emotions. So when I came here, I felt welcome, and I hope you feel welcome too when you came here. So if you're here for the first time, I hope you feel that way. I hope you feel the love of Christ here from these people. I hope you feel welcome and accepted here because that's what I got. That's what I got from Pastor Bob, and that's what I got from being here. And after I was here for a little while, uh, my life was changing fast. I mean, drastically changing constantly. And uh, Mrs. Service said to me one day, she goes, uh, Bruce, God brought you to Oakwood because he knew what was going to happen to you. And she's right. God brought me to Oakwood because without Pastor Bob in my life and other men at this church, I couldn't be up here today. I wouldn't be up here to talk to you, to share Jesus with you today. It's through these men and their influence in my life that God allows me to be here today. And over time, you know, uh, Pastor Bob would call and check on me. And he would call and check on me every Monday. And for those of you who don't know, Monday's usually the pastor's day off. So he would call and check on me every Monday morning and see how I was doing. And, and as time went on, he was calling me twice a week. Life was getting so difficult for me, the pastor called me twice a week just to check on me. Really, I think that second time, that was really me calling him that week. But it went on like that for a long time. And then uh, eventually I met my wife, Shereen, who, who's over here today. And... Um, Pastor Bob married Shereen and I. Then we renewed our wedding <coughs> vows. Pastor Bob was there for that. My, um, like me and my daughter Danielle got uh, baptized, and Pastor Bob did that. We had a friend here, a family here, uh, the Zaner family. My friend Dave Zaner, uh, it's Dave's Bible that I have with me today. Um, Dave wanted to get baptized, but Dave wanted to be baptized in Lake Michigan. 
So the McDaniels and the Zaner families, they always go out to Lake Michigan for camping uh, for a couple weeks every summer. So they got Pastor Bob to come all the way out to Lake Michigan to baptize Dave in Lake Michigan. And so once Pastor Bob showed up, it turns out there wasn't just Dave. There was about nine other people that got baptized that day, and my, my wife was one of them. And what a, what a day it was that Pastor Bob would take the time out of his day, his life, drive all the way out to make Lake Michigan and baptize some people of this church. But that's who he was. Those are just a few of the things that he's done for us. So there's, a, there's no way I could ever thank Bob for all he did for me. The greatest honor I could give him is try to live my life by the example he set for us. So I just want to make sure that uh, I thank Pastor Bob today. He's such an awesome man of God. He had such a great influence on me in my life here and the men at Oakwood. So let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just come to you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in us, Father. Your word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So give us ears to hear this morning, Lord, that we, we would hear your word, what it says to us. I ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. All right, uh, like PD, I need to use glasses. It's interesting, as you get to the point in life where you need glasses, as I first found out I needed glasses, I'm like, the thing that affected me the most was my Bible reading. And when, when I first started needing glasses, my Bible reading went way down. I'm not for sure it's because if I didn't like to wear them, but every time I picked up my Bible, I didn't have my glasses with me. So eventually I got a phone with an app on it, and as my kids like to tell me, can that font get any bigger? No, it can't. It's, it's on the largest font there is, and I still wear my glasses to read it. So if I get lost along the way today... <laughs> It's because me trying to find the spot where the scripture is for us today. So it says to us in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Oh, what's the big idea? Thank you. There's power in the name. There's power in the name Jesus. And Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. That is the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord and glory to God the Father. God gave Jesus a name that is above every other name, Jesus. He is the King of the kings, the Lord of the lords, the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last are just a few of the names we identify with Jesus. Unlike most of us who got our name from our parents or our grandparents or family members, Jesus got his name from heaven delivered to his parents by angels. It says in Matthew 1, 24 and 5, When Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph knew there was power in the name. Joseph knew there was power in the name Jesus. 
Names are deeply important to us. A name is a powerful thing. It gives us an identity. It is a descriptor that allows others to make a quick assumptions about us. We all have a name that we associate with. For me, it's actually Bob. So if someone comes up and says their name's Bob, right away, there's a high probability I'm going to remember your name. I have a brother named Bob. So often when someone comes up and says, tells me their name's Bob, I can remember that. It's an easy name for us to remember. There's other names that we associate things with. Samson, Hercules. These are names that we associate with great physical power, brute strength. Names like Paul, John, and James. These are names we associate with spiritual strength. Names of our vital part of our personality and our family identity. They can also cast a light upon our culture, our heritage, our ancestors. Family names root us in history and family tradition. The Rockefellers, the Kennedys, the Hancocks are family names with deep American history. The name Hancock goes all the way back to the Declaration of Independence. The name Hancock we turned into a verb. How many of you have heard it before? Put your John Hancock right here. They use that as a verb when we need us to sign our name. In the Bible, names are sometimes used to describe a person's character. Israel, which means having power with God, and David, which means beloved. First names establish more of our identity and our personalities. Some of us love our names. Others, we don't quite care for them. Others go by our middle name, a.k.a. Bruce Paris. Who out there goes by the middle name? Anybody go by a middle name? My friend Doug. That's your middle name, Doug? Me too. Doug and Bruce. Anybody go by a nickname? At the first service, oh, you go by your nickname? In the first service, we had Gunner. You guys know Gunner? Often we go by different names other than the name that was given to us. For many of us, there's a story behind how we got our name. My daughter Danielle's middle name is Rose. She's named after her great-grandmother. My son Seth has two middle names. Elijah Allen. Allen's named after my brother-in-law Al. Him and my sister have no children. And my son Caleb. His middle name is Camillary. And Camillary was Grandpa Frank's, Shireen's grandpa's name. It was their family name. From when they came over from the island of Malta, that was their name, Camillary. So he changed their family name to be Camilla. And like so many families that came over at that time, they often changed their name to be more Americanized. But their family name was Camillary. So one evening I was at home, and I was reading my Bible. My wife was a few months pregnant at the time, and uh, 
all of a sudden it comes to me, you need to name him Camillary. So I put my Bible down, and of course, that's not what I wanted to do. Because after all, this is my firstborn son. I want to name him after me. Isn't that what we do? We name our kids after us. Either we name them after us, after our dads, after grandpas. That's what we do. And that's what I wanted to do. So it took me some time. I put my Bible away, and I, I wasn't for sure what to do with this. So I didn't tell Shireen because I had to work it out with myself first. So a long time went by. I don't even know how long it was it went by before I told Shireen that uh, one day when I was reading my Bible, it came to me that we need to name him Camillary. So Caleb was born, and we gave him the middle name of Camillary. And not too long after that, our phone starts ringing at home. Our phone is ringing from family members to this day I still not have met. They are calling our house to thank us. My wife, Shereen, she's not only an only child, she's an only grandchild. So when you do what God tells you to do, you're not responsible for the outcome. Because I can't do things like that and get those kind of responses. But God can. So Jesus got his name from heaven delivered to his parents by an angel. My son got his middle name from heaven delivered by the Holy Spirit. When, Jesus, when Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife and gave, she gave birth to a son. Joseph gave him the name Jesus. The name Jesus is a Greek male name, meaning Savior. Jesus did exactly what his name says. He saved us. We praise the name of Jesus for who he is and for what he's done. It's because, it's because the power in praising Jesus' name. That brings us to our first message to note today. When is the name Jesus powerful? when it is connected to Christ. The name of Jesus is powerful when it's connected to Christ. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12 The name Jesus is powerful when it's connected to the risen Christ. The name Jesus was a common first century Israel name. The name of Jesus doesn't have much power. The name of Jesus is not inherently powerful. It is powerful because of its connection. What makes the name of Jesus powerful? Its connection with our risen Savior. The name of Jesus is powerful when it's connected to God. He is the Son of the Most High. Luke 1.32 He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Jesus is the connection. The connection to our Heavenly Father. How about you? Who are you connected to? We all like to be connected to people. We all like to drop names. We even tell people, we tell friends and family members, hey, if you go there, make sure you mention my name. We all do it. Um, when we have the Harvest Festival here, we, 
we uh, get our cider and donuts usually from Yates Cider Mill, and, and we mention Jim Bongiorno's name. If Jim's not going there for us, we're mentioning Jim's name because he has family there that work and own Yates Cider Mill. We've done this our whole life. We all do it. How about anybody ever have a name you mentioned if you got pulled over for a traffic violation? Oh, don't snicker while you had a name. I know, we all had names we used. So yeah, if you get pulled over, you know, make sure you mention so-and-so. We, we all have these names we use. It was some time ago, and I had to uh, appear in court. And I had an issue that had been going on for some time. And uh, it was a question about my character. And it was a very serious issue for me. So uh, Pastor Bob's going to go with me. You know, I got to go to court, and Pastor Bob's going. And uh, Pastor Bob asked, uh, tells me that a deacon at our church, Gary Armstrong, will go with us. And if you guys know Gary, he's, he was a deacon at our church for many years. Gary's a big guy. If you walk in a courtroom and you see Gary sitting in a courtroom, you're going to notice, who's that guy over there? That was Gary. Gary was an elder here, I mean, a deacon here at this church for years. He was an Oakland County Sheriff for years. He was retired, and he was a big guy. So Gary volunteered to go with us. So it's me, Pastor Bob, and Gary. I really think Pastor Bob called him and said, Bruce needs you to go with us. But he said he volunteered. So we go to court that morning, and the hearing's delayed. So we go down in the cafeteria, which is down in the basement, and we're going to have a cup of coffee. And we're sitting there, Pastor Bob, Gary, and myself, and all of a sudden, I notice, here comes my caseworker. And she's looking, I thought she's looking right at me. At least I think she's looking right at me. And she's walking right to our table. So I'm getting ready. I'm all ready to say good morning to her. And she looks up and she goes, hi, Gary. And Gary says, good morning, Carol. So they exchange some pleasantries. So I introduce Pastor Bob. I say, yeah, this is Pastor Bob. He's a pastor at Oakwood Church. He came with me this morning. And I could tell... She was already agitated with me. And she knew me by my first name. I had seen her many times. And she goes, Bruce, do you have a minute? And she takes me out in the hallway, and she looks at me and says, Is Gary here with you? I'm like, yeah, he's here with me. And then she says, And how do you know Gary? And I think, Well, he's a deacon at my church. And then she says to me, do you know he used to work for Judge Gage? I go, yeah, I knew that part. <laughs> so, he, so she left me standing there in the hallway. And she, goes, she kind of took off, so I walk back in the cafeteria, and I'm going to sit back down. As, as I'm sitting down, I can see her on the other end of the cafeteria talking to somebody. So I sit back down, and we just start to have a conversation. And here she is. She's back at my table again. And she looks at me, and she says, don't you go anywhere. We're settling this this morning. And she was right. Gary looks at me and says, I don't think we need it here anymore. And he got up and left, and we settled it this morning right there in that cafeteria. There's power in a connection. What's your connection? Who are you going to be connected to? Excuse me. The name is Jesus is powerful when it's connected to a risen Christ. The name of Jesus is powerful 
because of Jesus the person, God incarnated, the one who made a way of salvation. We talk about the name Jesus. We're talking about Jesus himself. His character, his hope, his life, his sacrifice, his blood, his life exchanged for us so that we would have a way, so that we would have a connection. It's through Jesus' resurrection that we have a connection to our Heavenly Father. There's power in the name of Jesus because Jesus is alive. That brings us to our second point this morning. Why is the name of Jesus so powerful? Why is the name of Jesus so powerful? It is because of the sacrifice Jesus made for us. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 13. It is because of Jesus' sacrifice that God gave him the most powerful name there is. This brings us back to our key verse this morning. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, but I'm going to start at 2, 8. And being found in human form, he humbled himself, become obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and earth, under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory to God the Father. It is through Jesus' life, Jesus living a perfect life, taking the punishment for our sins, dying on the cross, and being raised from the dead that makes the name of Jesus powerful. Jesus made a way for all humanity to be saved. Jesus made a way for you and us to be right with God. The name of Jesus compels us to worship, to bring glory, to bring honor to God. We call out in the name Jesus. Each one of us one day will come face to face with Jesus. We will need to confess Jesus Christ is our Lord. Well, today, today I hope and pray that we all do. Today I hope and pray that when that time comes, that we will all be able to confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord. It is the resurrection power of Jesus, the Savior. He alone is the power behind his name. It is the risen Jesus that gives power to his name. The name of Jesus is powerful when it's connected to Christ. The name of Jesus is powerful because of his sacrifice. That brings me to the third point this morning in our message. How do we activate the power in the name Jesus? We activate the power in the name Jesus by faith. Romans 3.22 The righteous is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. It requires faith to believe. It requires faith to believe in the power in Jesus' name. It requires faith 
for us to give our life to Christ. In the book of John, he tells us, and it says, I have told you these things so that you may have faith. Our faith activates the power and our prayer puts it to work. When we pray, we have the power of Jesus at work within us. Our lives as Christians are lived from a place of knowing the power in Jesus' name. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when I pray, I always pray with, I pray with Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I used to close my prayers with that. I'd always close that. And then one day I decided, I'm going to put it on the front because I need all the help I can get. And when I'm going to God, I want him to know I'm coming in his son's name. I need it right now, Lord. I'm your, your son's name. I need help and I need it now. So often I open with that. I close in that. I even, sometimes I even put that in the middle. But it's the power in the Jesus' name that makes a difference. Because it tells us in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible tells us to do all things in Jesus' name. Jesus is the name above all names. We know a name that is above all their names given on earth. There is no athlete, no pop star, no doctor, no preacher, no superhero, and no demon's name that is above the name Jesus. We now know that there's a name given on earth that, is, <clears throat> that there's no situation that is above the name of Jesus. No virus, no pandemic, no lockdown, that is above the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, for it is a strong and mighty tower. Proverbs 18.11, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. My friend Doug here this morning, whenever I'm praying with Doug, he always says to me, <clears throat> if you've given it to Jesus, there's nothing else you could do. There's nothing left for you to do. You've given it to Jesus. So I always pray with Doug, and it's always that. And I'm always so grateful for Doug praying for us all. And, and he always says that. And then he tells us, Jesus, take this prayer directly to your Father. So if you have a problem and you call, you know, if you call my house, it really doesn't matter what the problem is. It's always the same answer. You know, I have a, a daughter who's in her 30s, and uh, she works for uh, Child Protective Service, and often she will call for help. And she'll call, and the reason she calls is she wants prayer for this family. So she calls and asks for prayer. And often, I don't even know who these families are, but she does. And she knows they need prayer, and she knows that they need, the only thing that's going to change this situation is Jesus. So it's always the same answer when you call. And it really doesn't matter whether it's a plumbing problem, you have your car issue, or you have some other problem. If you call and need help, Jesus is the answer. I try to start my every day with Jesus. That's my connection. When I get into work and someone says to me, uh, how's your morning going so far? Pretty good. I had coffee with Jesus this morning. How was that drive in? Not bad. Carpool with Jesus. Are you busy on lunch? Well, I was thinking about opening up a book and spend some time with Jesus. If it's a really good day, I'm going to spend my evening with him and he's going to be the last person I talk to before I go to sleep at night. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. 
Whatever we face, our first option should always be to call on the name Jesus. For through the name, foundations are shaken and demons tremble. The Bible teaches us there's a name above all their names that we know. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your trial, whatever your tribulation, our first option should always be Jesus. As believers, we need to be fully convinced of the power within the name of Jesus. When we pray, we have the power of Jesus at work within us. Our lives as Christians are lived from a place of acknowledging the power in Jesus' name. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. The power in the name of Jesus makes it possible for all of us to be saved, to be healed, and to be delivered. Psalm 115.1 reminds us, Not of us, O Lord, not to us, but to the name given glory for the sake of the steadfast love and faithfulness. By faith I am saved. By faith I am made right with God. Always remember there is power in the name Jesus by faith. If the name of Jesus wasn't so powerful, it wouldn't cause so much discomfort to those who don't believe. What do you think of when you hear the name Jesus? Faith, sacrifice, salvation, love. For the love of Jesus through his life and his sacrifice for us, the name of Jesus has authority. The name of Jesus will allow us to receive whatever we ask in his Father's name. With confidence on our side, we can speak his name aloud in prayer, among friends, in public places, knowing that we have his protection. With confidence, we can rely on the Spirit to speak in us and we can show others. By faith, there is power in the name. Why the name Jesus? Because God gave him a name that is above all other names. The name of Jesus is powerful when it's connected to Christ. The name of Jesus is powerful because of his sacrifice. The name of Jesus is powerful because of our faith in Christ. Christ's name is above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. It's because Jesus lives. He is always with us. When I came to Oakwood and Pastor Bob would be preaching, I had already accepted Christ as my Savior as a teenager. But I would sit there every week And it felt like Pastor Bob was given an altar call every week. And he wasn't. But that's what I was hearing because that's what I needed. Every week, it really didn't matter what he was talking about, what the issue was going to be. When he got to the end of the message, all I could feel is something pulling on me that I needed something more than I had. And what I needed was more than just a faith in Jesus. I needed to take more than just making sure I knew I was going. I needed to give Christ the rest of my life. So it was through Pastor Bob and through those messages he gave that finally one day I had enough. 
I could no longer do this on my own. I had to give him all my life. So with Pastor Bob's help, I gave Jesus all my life. I turned my life over to Christ. Not just the salvation part. All of it. And today I get to stand up here and tell you, through Jesus, your life can be changed. Through Jesus, there's salvation. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, whatever is going on, Jesus is the answer. My friend Doug here will tell you today, whatever you're doing, give it to Jesus. I called Doug on the phone sometime this year, and he says, I tell him what's going on in my life. He goes, well, did you give it to Jesus? I'm like, yeah, well, I knew that part. Doug, I wanted some more today. <laughs> but that's what you're going to get. But that's all you need. So, thank you, Doug. So. Because he lives, he is always with us. Because he lives, you can call on him anytime, anywhere, and put the power of the name of Jesus to work in your life. Jesus is our gateway to God the Father. It is through the name Jesus that we come to know Christ. I think we've got a short video for you this morning. So much has changed in our world lately. 疫情中这么多人失去生命，显明了生命的脆弱与短暂。Pero la sombrosa gracia y This year, nothing's the same for us. It doesn't matter who you are, your life has changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is Jesus. Jesus is the same today, tomorrow, and always. And God's word tells us, always, always be ready to give an answer of what your hope is in. Well, my hope is in Jesus, so today I, hope your hope, I pray that your hope is in him too. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior and you would like to come to know Christ, or if you have Jesus as your Savior but you want to give him the rest of your life, don't leave here today without doing it. Today's the day. See myself, see Pastor Shane, see somebody here today and give Jesus all of your life.